0: This is a Watch Elect production. It's a podcast about the electoral environment in South Africa in 2024. Every week, we discuss the latest topics in the run up to the national election this year. Watch Elect is a civil society organization that invites everyone to observe our democracy. See, observe, share by emailing us on watch.elect.we at gmail.com or find us on social media. Dr. Manuel thank you for joining us this afternoon. It was a very important occasion. I think we're we'll talking to one another on the day when the election will be promulgated. And so, from today, somewhere today, we have 90 days in which to hold an election in South Africa. You are uh, a veteran uh, in the world of activism, a theologian, and also. A seasoned conflict resolution practitioner, and I welcome you uh, to our podcast today. And I trust that we will have a very short and informative discussion. Welcome. Thank you very much for the invitation to participate. The one big question, it's 30 years later. We have gone through so much. There is so much chaos, uncertainty, questions that Young people and older people are asking, there are so many political parties out there. Have you got hope for the future? I certainly have hope based on
1: our history of resilience as a people in South Africa. We have gone through so much in the past, but we came through in spite of all of those things that occurred Historically in South Africa. And 30 years ago, we ushered in a democratic dispensation. And that came as a result of the resistance through slavery, colonialism, and apartheid that brought us to that point. So our history speaks of a people with resilience. And I continue to have hope for the future, yes.
0: I'm so glad that we can start on this point because I I know that there are 90 days and there's, they say, around about 600 political parties across the entire spectrum, around about 300 odds will be contesting at, at different levels. How do I make a very concrete, what would you provide as a simple grid for a citizen? When they're looking at all of this and they say, I must make a choice, what would you advise? Well, I think, Derek and,
1: and colleagues, uh, we have to understand that the struggle that created the democratic dispensation was a struggle also to have the opportunity to determine who will govern us. And so, There was a very high price that was paid to secure the vote. And we have to keep that in mind. Secondly, 30 years ago, we ushered in this constitutional democracy and the instrument that we have available to us in a constitutional democracy to change government and governance is the vote, yes, and we have to understand that if we are going to create a different dispensation for the future, we have to understand the very high value that we place on the vote that we have. And so, casting a ballot on the 29th of May this year, Is an opportunity for citizens to participate in determining the nature of government and governance in the future. And that is to be distinguished from having marches and protests of different kinds at different times, because those protest actions can result in a change in implementation of a policy or change in policy. But those things don't change government and governance. So we have to understand the value of our vote on the 29th. And by using our vote, we can determine whom we will entrust with the responsibility of governing us in South Africa nationally and who will govern us in each one of the nine provinces. And so that is our only instrument that we have available in order to determine the nature of governance as we move forward for the next five years. So given the, the wide range of political parties, and for the first time, the participation of independents in the elections nationally and provincially, it creates a wide choice that we have. Now, who do we vote for in this wide choice that we have? I think this is where a degree of voter education is, is important. And particularly because for the first time we will be using three ballots instead of two uh, in the national and provincial elections. That requires voter education as widespread as possible. And then for citizens to take seriously uh, the communication that comes through television, uh, radio, newspapers, and social media that will be bombarding us with the views and perspectives and policies of the different political parties. Yes, it requires a considerable uh, amount of discernment to determine who we ultimately vote for, but we have to pay attention to what is coming to us from these different sources and with different political parties and with different independent candidates that are participating in the election.
0: I'm glad you you raised the, the matter of voter and civic education because, you know, there's an assumption I know how to put my cross on the ballot. Mm-hmm. And so I just go in and I cast my vote, but this time around, It is so important to also consider the things that you talk about, governance and government and the change of God and the critical elements of values that need to be be looked at and the matter of discernment. So you are saying to us as voters and citizens of the country, don't only think I know, um, or don't only take this thing as an easy matter. There's a responsibility on the part of our citizens to really dig deep and to listen with a high level of concentration to distinguish between the different voices that's coming through. Now, tell me if I, if you talk about built education, are you talking here about external groups, civil society groups and the electoral commission? as opposed to political parties and their campaigns. Are you making that distinction? Oh,
1: certainly I am making that distinction. I think we must inform and educate the electorate about the value of that that, uh, vote that will be cast on the 29th of May and inform them of the differences That will be manifest in this election that we did not have before, like the three ballots and the participation of the independents. So, and, and, and the fact that in a constitutional democracy, this is the only instrument available to us. So we have to do that. That is essential to be distinguished from party political campaigns in order to garner votes. So I think that separation is absolutely essential. Civil society, the different organizations that are there, and particularly the churches with access to such uh, a big proportion of our population have a responsibility to engage in this kind of civic and voter education as distinguished from uh, the political party campaigns. And so I uh, spoke at one event in Athlone last week and uh, will continue where I have the opportunity to do so. But we must encourage as many people as possible to use their platforms to encourage uh, people to get out, uh, to use their vote that they have available now. And you know, the, 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 all of the research is indicating that there is the possibility of us being relieved of the one-party dominance by virtue of the disillusionment that has set in on the part of the population towards the African National Congress that has been the governing party up to now and so this is the reason why this election is so different from any preceding uh, elections because there is the possibility that this one party dominance could be disturbed during this forthcoming election that's what the research is uh, showing us well, of course, we won't know until the the votes are counted what the outcome will be, but at least there is the the idea that there is that breaking away from a single party dominance
0: and so so thank you very much for that, Dr. Lowe. I want to just ask you as a, as a closing as a closing set of remarks when you talk about breaking dominance, one party rule, you're clearly now beginning to, based on polls and so on, give us an indication of a possibility of coalitions on the one hand. But you also, when you talk about independence, you're talking about a third ballot. So I know that we can't cover that in this short space of time, but I would like you to just tease our my. So that citizens know they must go and find out more about what a coalition means, what an independent means, what a three balance means. Can you just tease us a little bit around those three things as we bring our conversation to a close, absolutely critical things that you are raising that's going to be taking place in the next 70, 80 days? Well, I think the, the, the most important
1: one, because it's so new. Uh, is to understand the three ballots, and as I understand them, we will have a single ballot to determine who the provincial government will be. On that ballot, there will be a choice that we will have between political parties and independent candidates. So provincially it's just one ballot. It's when we look at the national vote that the additional ballot is introduced. So we will have a ballot uh, on which the political parties will be listed, and we have to make our choice about which political party we would want to vote for on that one ballot. On the remaining ballot, we have a choice between political parties and independents those are the people that will represent us in the National Assembly. Uh, and so it's not just political parties, but it's also independents that can go into parliament at national level that will represent us. And I think that's the critical part. On, on, as far as the coalitions are concerned, uh, clearly we, if we, if we, uh, all of the predictions from the polls and the research do work out that way, coalitions are very likely to be formed. We do not know the nature of those coalitions and won't know until after the election. But we have to prepare ourselves for the possibility that no single party Will be the party that will garner enough votes to rule on or govern on its own, that it will be forced into co- a coalition with one or more other parties. Now, how those coalitions are going to be formed, that remains an unknown until after the election. Uh, but we simply have to prepare ourselves that that is a real possibility for South Africa. That is also new. We hope not to have the chaos nationally and or provincially as we have seen happening in some of the municipalities where there have been coalitions. Uh, But that is the nature of the beast as it will be unfolding after the election, depending on how Voters exercise
0: their right to make a choice. So it is important, I think, if I'm just listening to what you are saying, that parties almost provide citizens with a some indication. I know that political parties will never want to say we got into a collision, then they're almost saying we have been defeated already. So so that's a tough call. Should something, should, should a coalition have to be formed? I think citizens uh, should have some idea of where, of where that discussion will take us because that will also determine how we make our choices. You know, going into a collision with, with a left or right or middle of the road group can also determine how I make my choices, but exciting times, also very, very challenging times. Indeed, 30 years later, it is slightly different to nineteen ninety-four. I recall you saying at some occasion, you said nineteen ninety-four was not only a change of God, nineteen ninety-four was the introduction of democracy. Twenty twenty-four could be a potential change of God with a deepening and a strengthening of democracy. And a just a last closing remark. Do you want to say something about that? I, I
1: agree with, with. Uh, all those sentiments. Can I just make one other point, yes, uh, which I think is important to be made? Derek, we put a lot of effort and energy into preparation for the elections. I think that that energy should continue post election in order to hold accountable those who have been elected into elected office. And I think civil society needs to be as vigilant post-election as we are pre-election. And on that basis, we will then have to get into understanding the nature of the coalitions that would be formed after the election, and then determine our modus operandi as to how we will hold those, even in a coalition, accountable to the electorate, And I, I would urge everyone to be as vigilant post-election as we are now as in preparing for the election.
0: Well, Lionel Lowe, always great to speak to you. highly appreciate your thoughts and your insights. It's going to be an exciting race. We're all out there working very hard, and I'm sure I'm going to get you back onto the program very soon to just get your feel around some of the things. But thank you for joining us today.
1: Thank you very much for the opportunity. Thanks, Derek. You take care.